Gulf, Queensland. Butt whipping time. <laughs> Don't know about you, but I really hate the sound of my alarm clock in the morning. And after a bad night's sleep, it's the worst sound in the world. So what can we do to feel happier when our alarms go off? Author and psychology consultant, Dr. Joe Lukens, has a sleep guide for you that may just help you sleep better at night. G'day, Joe. Good morning, Jono. How are you? Pretty How did you good. sleep last night? Oh, pretty terribly, to be honest. Well, actually, uh, well, not as bad as the other nights in the week, but I'm notoriously bad for having a, a good night's sleep. What about yourself? Yeah, uh, last night was pretty good, but I must say this morning I was a little reluctant when the alarm went <laughs> So got up anyway, but I was a little bit reluctant. Yeah, I seem to find that when I'm running late for work, I tend to get out of bed and get ready to go to work without even touching the floor. <laughs> we can be quick when we need to be, can't we? We certainly can. We've got to ask, though, why is it that we can't sleep well at night? Well, it, there can be a whole range of reasons why our sleep might be impacted. Anything from, you know, what's happened to us during the day. There might be worries or concerns that we have. And certainly I'm hearing lots of people during this time saying that their sleep is impacted, either either for good or for, or for worse. Um, and, of, and, of course... You know, there might be medical reasons we might have pain that we're dealing with, but we, we know that our sleep is incredibly important and so trying to do as much as we can to, to maximise our opportunity for a good night's sleep is incredibly important for us. So how would you define a healthy night of sleep? Well, it, it is actually going to vary from, from person to person. That We, we, we do find that um, there's variability. So there's no sort of set recommendations in terms of how many hours sleep that you, that you need to have, even though figures do get sort of bandied around. But one of the things that is, is typical of a good night's sleep or a restorative night's sleep is when we can go through the sleep cycle. So during any night we cycle through uh, different uh, periods through the night um, where we become, we go into deeper sleep, uh, and people may have heard of REM sleep, which is called rapid eye movement sleep, which is kind of that really deep restorative sleep. It's often when we might dream. Um, and during the course of an evening, hopefully what happens is we cycle uh, through the sleep uh, cycle a number of times, which gives us lots of opportunities to get that deep restorative sleep. So, good talk. What is a sleep void? Well, a sleep, a sleep void is, is something that happens when... Um, it can either be when we are deprived of sleep. So let's say on, on average someone might typically have, let's say, seven hours and so they're missing out on sleep for whatever reason. Maybe they're shift workers or something's happening in their lives or they've, they've just got into the habit of a couple of extra episodes of something on TV and going to bed late or whatever it is. So it's, it's when people are uh, losing sleep or not having as much sleep as they typically would have or also what can happen is for some people, it's not a problem for many, but for some people you can sleep too much and, and getting too much sleep and, and that can, that can um, impair people as, as well. Yeah, that, it's interesting to note that too much sleep. You feel as though you could sleep for 10 hours or you have a good sleep in on the weekend, but then you feel as though, what the old saying, you've overslept and you feel worse than you would expect if you had had maybe you know, only 7 hours of sleep instead of 10. Yeah, it's, it's not a precise science in terms of what people need, but we do know that most people will have an optimal amount um, for their sleep and, and that when 
um, when, when it doesn't match up, when we're not getting the sleep that we need, we know it can significantly impair, impair us in terms of our performance, our concentration, our memory, our decision-making. So there's a whole range of cognitive things that can happen to us in addition to the physical impacts that it can have on us um, when we haven't slept enough. And occasionally we hear about the term a sleep bank or a sleep debt. Is that a real thing? Uh, look, there's debate on the literature about that. You often hear that if you're, if you're about to become a new parent, people say, oh, you need to get as much sleep as you can now before <laughs> the baby comes. Um, and I don't know that it actually helps you that much when the, when the baby comes along. So, you know, ideally what's happening is people's sleep patterns are fairly regular um, and so that you're not trying to catch up too much on the weekends and so forth, although it is very common for people who work during the week to maybe have that extra nap on the weekends to kind of, you know, recover a little bit. And um, what you find is there'll be variability amongst that as well. Some people are nappers, some people aren't. Um, you know, I know some people that can nap for hours on a weekend and it doesn't seem to impact them too much. But I know for me, you know, if it's more than sort of 20 minutes or anything like that, then I won't sleep that next night. So there is a, quite a bit of variability for people in terms of... Um, what they need and that's why there's a little bit of experimentation around that sometimes is what people need to do if you just tuned in you're listening to abc north queensland it's a quarter to 11 my name is john o'neill and my guest this morning is author and psychology consultant dr joe lukens dr lukens uh, how can we actually get a better night's sleep can you give us some tips yeah, so, so a range of things that we can do and, and you know, some of these things might seem really obvious but sometimes they're the things that we, we don't necessarily think of straight away. So the surroundings that you're in when you're sleeping, so, so going, going into, your, into your bedroom and having a look at what you've got there in terms of what light is getting into the room. So light is one of those things, particularly if you've got any blue light in the room uh, because what we know is blue light, it's not just the blue light in our screens and so forth that we might be looking at late at night but it could even be off an alarm clock or, or any of those sorts of things because when they hit your skin um, it, it changes your alertness and, and can affect those so you know making sure that the room is cool enough is something that you can do ideally having a, a good bed and a pillow and one of the other things that's really really helpful for our sleep is having a sleep routine and when we talk about a sleep routine what we're talking about is in those couple of hours before you go to bed, the things that you're doing. And, and typically what we're doing at the end of the day is trying to quiet things down a little bit, slow things down a little bit. And I know it's hard for lots of people, but trying to get away from the digital devices just before bed is a good thing to do, as is you know any of the stimulants like caffeine, um, even chocolate, sadly. Um, and again, it's surprising be to hear. I know. There'll be variability amongst those things for people. I know some people that can't, drink coffee after midday and other people could have a you know a cup of tea just before bed so it, it's going to vary from individual to individual but there's certainly lots that we can do about our routine that can make a big difference to help us get that better night's sleep and they say that even avoiding cheese before bed is a good idea as well well for some people yeah and i guess so our nutrition makes a big difference to us in terms of our sleep and you and you know different people you know everyone listening in will, will probably uh, be able to identify a meal or a food that doesn't agree with them so much before they go to bed. So, yeah, it's, you know, all of those factors. And also things like any medication that you're on, 
alcohol is another thing that even though alcohol can sometimes be the reason we might go to sleep, it tends to be quite disruptive um, in terms of getting through the whole night and, and sleeping well. Yeah, it even feels as though, yes, it does help you fall asleep, but it doesn't help you actually have a proper night's sleep or even a decent no, sleep. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you spend most of the night looking at the ceiling or just thinking about sleeping and that light sleep and any small noise even as they say, a mouse stirring will wake you up. But Dr. Cho, yeah. how does sleep affect our performance in, say, sport and even our abilities to focus at work? Yes, yeah, so, so sleep is definitely um, a performance enhancer. I often say to people it's one of the best, <laughs> for, those, for those athletes, it's um, one of the best training partners that you can have. Um, and there's been some interesting research in this area looking at actual physical performance and and the effect um, that sleep can have on it. And there was a there was a good project done a couple of years ago, uh, which was actually called Sleep for Gold, and it was about the effect of, of sleep on athletic performance at the Olympics, and and what sort of difference that makes. Um, I work a lot with teenage athletes, and one of the figures I often like to report back to them is the effect of sleep on athletic injury. And there was one particular study with teenage athletes that found. For those athletes, those teenage athletes who averaged under seven hours of sleep a night, it actually increased their risk of injury over the next 21 months by 70%, uh, which is a huge number. And when I report that to teenage athletes, they sort of their mouths drop and then they come to that horrible realization <laughs> that one of the best ways of getting back to sleep is to get off the electronic devices. And I say, them, yes, I know, I'm very sad to tell you that mum and dad are right, you need to get off your phone. Um, <laughs> Because sleep is incredibly important for all of us, particularly for teenagers. Yeah, definitely um, something we all take and, for granted. Yeah, and we know that its effect on us in terms of physical injury is a significant one. So we could probably all do with a little more sleep. Yeah, certainly could. Dr. Joe, it's always great to chat with you. Looking forward to catching up with you again in a fortnight's time. Sounds good. Dr. Joe Lukens there. She's an author and psychology consultant. It is 10.30.